Okay, so today I've got a Mal here, so I really am happy that you're here because I feel like us two have been through a lot, similar times as well, and we've had so many deep conversations, like back in school. I just remember, and I was as soon as you messaged me, I was like, "Oh my gosh, yes, we have so much to talk about." There is so much that we've been through, like together, as well as literally when we're sitting across from each other both just crying our eyes out. literally like that I will never forget this one maths test oh that we God. were both sat there having mini breakdowns and we just looked at each other and we were like oh my gosh <laughs> so this is like a prime <laughs> moment for me yeah, and I feel yeah. like it's good to bring you on um so if you just want to kind of introduce yourself and kind of why mental health and healing is important to you your journey what kind of got you into it etc well, um for me like I feel like I don't want to sound like sorry for myself, but I've had it hard since for quite a long time. So it's, for me, when I started healing, it was kind of more towards when I grew up a bit more and when I realised that I didn't have to be there for everyone and I had to be there for myself a bit more. Because I remember, obviously, in your last podcast, you talked about, you know, having people, like, depending on other people Mm. and how it's really dangerous. And for me, it was, I was having someone who was depending on me Uh too much. And that was what was a burden for me mm. and I didn't even realize it was a burden until like obviously I got a bit older because when I was younger you don't realize these things you're, you're a bit mm. oblivious to them and you don't quite understand and then you get older and you think wait a minute this doesn't feel right and you keep making excuses and but then yeah. eventually it kind of there was a like a euphoric moment for me yeah. where I was just like I'm not going to deal with this anymore yeah, and that's good that you noticed that yeah 100 percent. and then my family members as well being like this isn't normal and they were telling me for years I just wasn't listening because oh, I was yeah. too I was in a bubble you mm. know what I mean um but then yeah yeah I, was, I had to learn to like listen to them and listen to myself and what I was feeling in my gut and since then it has been listen to your gut every time I have never mm. doubted it since yeah and that's so interesting obviously me and Jace were talking about like the other end of it it's nice to have someone on that can give like their point of view from the opposite Other side, end yeah. um but yeah noticing it and like also knowing like you're in control you know what I mean like you can choose what to do like yeah. it's a massive turning point because some people do get completely sucked into it and they don't realize and that's why it's it's important to have a balance on both sides setting boundaries from like yeah. say your end is so important to be like you're overstepping the line but then also for the other person to explain well I kind of need you with, with this and this and then compromising is yeah key but you have to put yourself first it's something I've known for this whole healing thing is you have to you're the only one that's going to be there at the end of the day exactly. you know what I mean exactly. you've got to put yourself first so this is why I'm excited to get into it and proper go into big topics um we'll be looking at traumas religion and just general mental well-being okay so let's delve into that a little bit more so how how did it affect you when you were in the midst of having this person depend on you for their own sort of happiness and needs it's kind of like for me, in the beginning, it was kind of like, I want to do this. You know, I want to be there for them. I want to mm. be the person that helps them. And, you know, but I think when it came to, like, my own personal life and I realised I was giving up things for their sake and doing things for them only. And then I kind of, I am that person that doesn't think about myself before mm. others. So it's kind of, when you, lo- especially when you love someone as well, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a chore. It doesn't feel like a task yeah. um, or something on your back. But then over the years because obviously it was over the course of about five six years and um over the over time I was like okay this isn't it's getting a bit frustrating now and every time I tried to talk to them about it it Mm. would be thrown back in my face so a real like gaslighting emotional Mm. manipulation all this stuff but I didn't know it was that at the time I just thought oh yeah maybe they're right you know um like 
you know, he, I, you know, they've done so much for me. You know, they've given me freedom. They give me, but when I say they gave me freedom, as in letting me go out when I want and do what I want, mm. that's one type of freedom. But yeah. then there's the other type of freedom, which is like yeah. mental freedom. Yeah, and I felt so suffocated. Yeah, and after when I did finally like leave, like this person isn't in my life anymore. It actually it hurts so much because mm. you do. I still till this day I still love that person. Yeah, but. I had to love myself more and yeah. my I realized I was so depressed like so sad all the time but I would ignore it because things would come up and there would be distractions and it's easy to not think about what's going on when you've got so many things to do mm. um and this was during my like a level time as well yeah. so not only was I stressed about that but it's like having this thing in the back of your head all the time is it's just horrible and honestly I'm better for it now mm. um but yeah yeah because it's almost like grieving a person isn't it like yeah you know if you have to cut ties with them and I think like you know even friends it's most difficult but specifically family I feel like that's something that's really hard like I've seen it my friends have seen it like at the end of the day you're kind of taught like family's family no matter what but it's not you know yeah. what I mean like there's certain boundaries and there's certain lines of respect and once they're broken family or friends as hard as it is you have to do it but how did you how did you manage that then? How did you cut them off? If they're not in your life anymore, how did you set those boundaries? You no, know, I almost had to escape. There mm. wasn't I didn't sit down and have a conversation with them and I wasn't like, I want to leave you, I don't want to live with you anymore. It was kind of like it was kind of like a impulse decision. Right. But it was the best decision I made because I'd left several times before that. Left, come back, left, come back. Yeah. And this last time I was like wait a minute why am I doing this all again yeah why am I going back again even though I know the same thing is going to happen again and things aren't going to change yeah and I'm still going to be left in you know left in the dirt still going to be left feeling rubbish so I just I like one day I went I left and I just didn't come back and yeah like they would text me and they would be like you know where are you all this stuff and it was all over such stupid things as well like mm. Things that I would try and talk sense into them and they would be like, no, what are you talking about? It's this, this, mm. this and this. And I'm like, no, but it's just not. Like, yeah. it's, it's not black and white. And for me, that, that decision was black and white when I left. Yeah. That was the only one where I was like, you know what? I'm not happy here, so why am I here? Yeah. Solution, leave. Yeah. So I left. And I still think there's not a day that goes by even now that I don't think about that person. Mm. Because when someone's in your life for that long, you're not oh, going to yeah, just... they're going to make an impact. They're going to make they? a massive impact. And I still have some of their, like, you know, I still have learned personality traits and, mm. you know, things that they used to do, I find myself doing. Yeah. And I'm like, why am I doing that again? This is the exact same, exact thing that I've tried to get away from. Yeah. But when I left, it was kind of like, I had that in that moment, I did choose, it was my brain over my heart. 100%. Oh, yeah. Like fight or flight mode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was like it was. It was like I had to escape because this person had such a hold on me. I knew that if I spoke to them or if I saw them or if I heard from them, that you know what, they would just convince me to come back. Yeah. So I just cut off all contact because that was the best solution. Yeah, and the that's time. the best you probably could have done because it would have just become a, a cycle. Yeah. And I think that's true when you when you're like a an empathetic person, you know what I mean, or it's someone yeah. close to you, like kind of have that need where you want to help and you feel like oh, I've got I've got to help yeah and sometimes when they're being sort of like manipulative as you said and like they're not compromising on their end and they're not showing any signs of they know they've made mistakes there's no apology no nothing it's just the same thing again and again it's like oh, I know this is going to happen again 
yeah what is the point and I completely get that and I just think it's the hardest thing you can do and like like you can't be in an environment if you're trying to heal you can't be in a toxic environment do you know what I mean my healing so much mm. like and in that point I didn't even know that I had to heal because I was dealing with too much so yeah. when I came out of it I was like wait a minute I'm left with this 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 and this and I've got nothing to show for it yeah because I've been pushing it back all this mm. time and that's so important I think like really analyzing your life and like because it's so easy as I call it getting stuck in the matrix where you go to yeah. school you do this you do that but to take like spiritual time out to really sit down and analyze like your relationships with yourself most importantly but then second the people around you and go okay well that's not actually making me happy that's interesting let me look into that and you like sit down you can journal it you can write it down and actually go oh no that's quite toxic actually yeah yeah. Hmm. when you realize you're kind of like oh yeah what am I gonna do now and like obviously then you can try and compromise with the people around you or or, you know communicate your feelings but if they're not having it they're not having it Okay, so I want to talk about trauma. I feel like I haven't really done this one yet because it's such an awkward topic. I spoke a little bit about recovery after, but I feel like, to be honest, we have to dig deep from the beginning. You know, like when something first happens and then like they're like midst of it, like the depression and like anything anxiety you're dealing with, that is the like, it's the most awkward thing to talk about, but it's the most important. Um, and I just want to get your views on trauma and how did you how would you feel in the middle of it and how do you feel people can get out of it so for me the trauma again trauma sometimes you don't realize you have it until you're out of it (laughs) 100 so it's like I've had kind of a few traumatic experiences but at the time I didn't it like it didn't process in my mind um I think that what I'm left when what I'm for example like I went to I I made a doctor's appointment because I wasn't mm. feeling good and like I always had this like always had these like attacks but I didn't know what they were I didn't know whether they were yeah. panic attacks anxiety attacks. I didn't know what they were so I went I was like oh, you know I probably just got anxiety and I, I actually straight away I knew the reason mm. I knew that I had anxiety because all this pressure had been put on me for so long yeah and now that I'm out of it I don't know how to act I don't know how to act when someone's not constantly on my back and mm. so anyway I made a doctor's appointment and it was like okay so you've got this and this you've got GAD you've got and you've also got depression I was like wait what and I was yeah. so confused because I was like I don't feel depressed I just feel confused and anxious all the time but when I actually did like the assessment you know the assessment yeah <laughs> when I actually did it and I realized what my answers were to the questions it's like that is someone that does sound like someone who has yeah. like more than one issue so but it's funny because I seemed so fine on the outside and like maybe I wasn't assessing myself properly yeah um but yeah, at the time, all these traumatic experiences, you've become so used to them mm. that they're, like, become normalised. And when you're out of it, it's like, well, oh, I'm used to dealing with this kind of stuff. So, like, for example, failing a test is, like, nothing. Yeah. Because it's like, well, I've been through worse. Yeah, but yeah. if you keep saying, I've been through worse, I've been through worse, I've been through worse, you're kind of, like, numbing what you have been through. Yeah. And you're not acknowledging it, kind of, because I think how I got out of it, I just had to separate myself from everything everything associated with it everything like like if it means like deleting people blocking numbers getting rid of getting rid of you know social media platforms whatever it is whatever you have to do to make it more about your healing and less about anything else because sometimes for example my mom would be like to me oh the house isn't tidy and I'll be like really is that your worry right now that the house isn't tidy yeah um because in my brain there's so much going on right I'm like 
this is just so insignificant to me. Yeah, I get that. Which is why at the same time when someone... um, when someone comes to me with like a problem, sometimes I have a bad habit of thinking that's absolutely nothing. Why are you coming to me with this rubbish? Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like grow up, but that's just because I've had to grow up. It yeah. Mean that people still have issues. People still have problems, and you can't force. You can't make them think. You can't say to someone, you know, this is nothing, right? And it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Just because that's how you feel about it. Mm. Someone else is not going to feel the same way, and to them, that's probably quite big compared to you know even if it's not what you've been through like people's problems can't be insignificant because you've been through something worse yeah and as growing up I found that really hard to do I found it hard to like I think because I spent so much time caring for other people when some even now like now I've gone back to kind of when someone talks to me I'm like yeah it's okay you know I got you and all this stuff but there was a time where I was so cold and so not bothered with anyone yeah i was like why are you talking to me don't talk to me you didn't care then and you don't care now but it's not about that people have busy lives people can't always talk yeah to you yeah the time. it's not about that and i think i was still kind of a kid let's be honest 14 15 you're still a child oh yeah I mean, I mean even at this age there's so much i think yeah. for me like that whole thing is like so true because like everyone obviously has different lives but like it used to frustrate me so much like when i was going through like probably my rock bottom and someone would come to me with something that was so insignificant compared to what I thought I was dealing with, I would have the same, like, initial frustrated reaction. And then I learned that, like, that could have been the worst thing in their life that they've ever been through. And just because I was going through something that, on the grand scheme of things, could be worse, say, it doesn't make them any less valid. Like, I don't know, you could be going through the worst thing in the world and, like, I don't know, their first pet fish has died and you're, like, absolutely pissed off. But (laughs) to them, that was their little world, their first loss, like, they don't know what to do with themselves. So it was something I had to learn was, like, some people just go through different things. And comparing is just so, like, me and JC were saying, like, it's the worst thing you can do. Um, And you've just got to look after yourself and, like, realise, like, okay, like, with the trauma, like, okay, I've been through this. I think for me as well was like therapy helped me massively because I had a lot of trauma that I didn't actually realize had happened and going through therapy like he did a whole like memory work thing and I went back through that and he'd ask me such specific questions that made me go oh made you think that's not normal like that makes sense actually that's quite heavy and like for me and I don't know if you'll get this like are you ever like triggered by really weird random stuff at times don't even and like that's what made me think and like there's some things where I'm like on TikTok or like someone said something and it I'm so triggered and I start panicking and I'm like what the hell like, that's so weird no, and then I look back and I'm like that links to one of my traumatic incidents yeah wow and you don't realize it do you ever get like um because obviously you know we both kind of struggle with anxiety and do you ever get like and have an attack because for example I was laying in bed and it was absolutely I was not even nothing was going on I was in bed I was watching tv and I was like, oh my God, I'm having a panic attack. And I was like, what is going on? And then I realised, I was thinking, what was I thinking about? What was I thinking about? And I was like, oh, I've got work tomorrow. But that's it. So yeah. I was stressed out because I had work the next day yeah. and I had to be mega prepared for everything. Mm. It's just small things like that. And that's when you know you have an issue because that shouldn't be something that stresses you out like to that point where you have yeah. an attack. Because I think if it's... And the more severe stuff actually makes me feel more calm same it's weird isn't it like for me like especially if we're looking at trauma like my main trigger is silent treatment um and if and I hate it and I've had friends in the past actually quite recently that have fallen out with me and not told me why 
And for me, <laughs> that is a massive trigger. And it sends me into one of those anxiety attacks because it's not in my control. Do you know exactly. what I mean? And it the whole reason this links to trauma is because back in like my younger schools, I had a whole traumatic incident with friends and with like quite a deep situation where the main theme was no one speak to Maisie everyone ignore her no one tell her what's going on and that was so much for someone so young that then would develop anxiety because of that that now in your adult life even though you could be healed if you're reminded of a trigger like that you might not even notice in the moment that it's because of your past trauma you still might not have uncovered your trauma yet but for me to hear that and to link it together and sit down and go let me actually research it or go to therapy and get like a professional to guide me and understand what happened makes so much sense and I think it's difficult when you're right in the middle of it and you're having all these panic attacks you don't know what's going on especially if it's a trauma that you're not sure about like you know there's a lot that people either have memory loss over or it's like um like a gradual trauma and that's hard to uncover but then you also me and you have probably had traumatic incidents where it bang happened we know exactly what happened we can link it we can you know what I mean like you know it's kind of it's it's sad because I think we we do push it back and we do ignore it and we like there's only so much so long you can ignore something for okay so still on sort of the topic of trauma but obviously we talked about being in the midst of it like how you can deal how you can speak to people but coming out of it is a very strange process because it's very up and down and it can be quite disheartening it can make you feel like one step back uh, yeah like one step forward two steps back sorry one step forward um and it is I know for me personally like uh, there's been a few things that I've tried to heal from and whatever in different elements but there was one kind of one big topic and something happened it led me to this led me to that blah 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 and all of a sudden I'm in a habit uh, and a mindset where I'm stuck um so how do you think getting out of it how how would you get out of it because you must know more than me like it's not it's up and down you know what I mean yeah getting out of it I mean getting out of the mindset do you mean yeah well everything I think that's the hardest part yeah because once you're out the mindset the rest falls into place yeah so for me I had to yeah like you know how you said like sometimes you have to be harsh on yourself yeah I had to be harsh on myself and everyone mm-hmm. my aunties as well like they're I, I, I do keep mentioning them just because they are the people that I talk to about this kind of stuff and yeah they um they're like to me well you can't you have to kind of get out of this stop being so used to helping people and mm-hmm. stop like letting everyone depend on you yeah kind of thing. um I think even now I will overcompensate so for example if like for example my, my best mate I buy them like I buy her every birthday every Christmas I yeah. buy her like just like loads and loads of presents just mm-hmm. because I love like I don't know, I just love buying presents for people. Maybe it's my, like, gift, like love language or whatever. Yeah. But I always go over the top with the kind of love stuff, and I think it's because no one ever did that for yeah. me. Yeah. And I want to make other people feel the way I never felt. Mm, so I get that. So when I was coming out of, like, these all these traumatic experiences and trying to heal myself from them, a lot of the time I would use the distraction tactic, which never works, mm. by the way like I got a job and I was working all the time and then when I came home I was like going through my psychology books whatever just anything that wasn't thinking but when you lie down in your bed at the end of the day and there is nothing to think about all you hear is silence what like that's when you know whether you're okay or not yeah because I would lie in bed and I'd be like I am freaking out right now Mm. absolutely nothing and it's silent and there's no one in the room and 
you know, I might not even have anything to do the next yeah. day. I'm sitting there thinking, I feel like something's going to go terribly wrong. Because yeah. every single day before, when I was in the trauma, mm. everything was going wrong. Yeah. Every day, every minute, something would pop up. It's all you're used to. All I'm used to, yeah. exactly. I think, um, yeah, it's difficult. I think you have, like, it's so hard. Trauma especially is so hard. You have to tackle it. It's so annoying. Like, you think, it's fine, I'll get a job, I'll become an adult, it will... I'll grow out of it. You won't. I'm telling you now, like, I did all this distractions. I'd, I'd try and do my amazing media. I'd then get a job, and then I'd do this. I'd go out every weekend, you know. I've done every single distraction you can think of, you know what I mean? And at the end of the night, yeah, you sit there and you go, you cry yourself to sleep, and you're like... It's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I had a brilliant day, and then you have the worst night, and it's just, like, ridiculous. So, for me, I was harsh on myself, and I went... I mean, it sounds harsh, but I was like, I don't want to be mentally ill. And, yeah. like, I know some of it is, like, science. Like, you're stuck yeah. with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I literally... It sounds as a stupid bit of advice ever. And this is why I have this page, because I'm not a professional. It is genuinely just advice. <laughs> I genuinely was like, I'm going to convince myself I have no mental health issues. Literally. That's what I did to begin with. Okay, I've dialed oh it down God. now. But I did that, and I said, I'm going to just wake up tomorrow, and I'm going to be a normal person. Okay? And I tried that, and I tried that, and again didn't work so I then came to the conclusion that no I have these labels I have this 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 I've been through this we need to actually tackle it sit down write it down and like analyze it and go this led to this and blah 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 and like it's awful and it takes ages because there's so much to cover but it's so much better than just going I'll deal with it tomorrow I'll deal with it tomorrow Exactly, because you never do deal with it tomorrow no you'll just just keep pushing it and pushing it and pushing it and you might be listening thinking I've got nothing I can guarantee everyone here has got something something. (laughs) that they've been through they've done themselves or anything that they need to sit down with and pick apart even like like I've said in the beginning of this page was bad traits it's how you start this whole healing process you find one bad trait and go okay where does it come from and then normally you find all trauma and triggers underneath that but sometimes it's genuinely just how you are but then again how are you that way what made you that way so you've got to you've got to sit down and do it you've got to go back from the beginning or yeah you're just gonna get more sad and this is where like relapsing comes into it for me like I just convinced myself that like oh I was fine I was fine and then something triggered would happen and I would relapse into like one of the bad habits I was doing at the time and I'd be like, oh, no, that's not what a mentally healthy person would do. No, it's Do you know not. what I mean? Yeah. And then I'd be like, and then I'd feel guilty and awful. And then you try and like get it back under your control. And then you do it again, you do it again. Not until I started properly healing and like breaking it down. And I think awareness, like actually going, oh, it's because of this. Yeah. Did I then slow down on my habits and like eventually started to heal? And like here and there you get the relapses and like with trauma, especially and everything I was just saying like, I get thoughts a lot even like to this day like you you think back to some of these things or habits you've done or ways you were feeling and sometimes every other day a a thought can pop in your head or you see a TikTok that reminds you of it and you sit there you know what I mean and like if that was me three years ago it could have gone to shit do you know what I mean I know I won't ever act upon anything nowadays but it still gets you like like, you know what I mean like anxiety wise relapse all the time like it's just it's just something I'm dealing with right now that's my current right that's what I'm doing now there are certain things before where, like things that I haven't done in years, and I think, I think it's like I've I have thoughts about them all the time, but then I think, wait, I don't want to do this because mm. I've come so far. Why yeah. would I want to do that? Exactly, you don't want to break it. Yeah, exactly. And I think with anxiety, especially, it's like it's, it's a hard one. Like I still have anxiety this day, and I think I've just accepted that anxiety is something that I'm wired with. Yeah. It's just I'm just an anxious person, but I can still con- control how extreme I react because like I used to react so extreme over the stupidest things. Yeah. 
Whereas now I'm very much, I mean, we'll get on to it in a minute, but because I'm religious, that's helped me a lot with my anxiety because yeah. I have someone else or an energy that yeah, I you trust. Have, you have someone else on your side. That's yeah, what and like. I just now wake up every day. Like if I've got like a test or something, I can go, okay, I've done all my hard work, but I'm just trusting the process, trusting God that it will go well. Yeah. Or if it doesn't go well, it means something. And that yeah. helped me so much with anxiety specifically. The past does shape your present. And when you're yeah. a kid... When you're young, everything stains, everything stays, yeah. and you don't just forget like that. Yeah. Maybe, like, when you, if you're an adult and you go through something traumatic, at least you've had that time to be a child. We haven't had that time. We haven't yeah. had that break, that breathe, that, that, you know, that fresh air. And I think the last time I felt like a kid, I was eight or nine years old. Yeah. And then from there, it just it was like a, a mountain. Yeah, and that's the whole point of healing, trying to heal your inner child go because that's it's the root of all issues yeah. is when you grow up too fast or you didn't look after your inner child or your inner child is missing something you crave it in your adult life it ruins your adult life and you have to go back as soon as it sounds as a 20 year old you think well how can I do that yeah. could you not go play in a field I swear to you do you know what I mean no, be honestly, a kid I was just about to say because we didn't get that child time yeah I feel like sometimes the fun, the stupidest things make me laugh so much like yeah I will someone will be like oh do you want to go out to a field and you know a ball about or something or you know I will happily do that because I love it it's free time and it's fun and I want to do fun things yeah but sometimes like there's obviously my mental health can get in the way of that because I want to do it but then I'm like I just don't feel motivated to move right now I don't want to Mm -hmm. get up and when I I went on holiday recently I went to Turkey and you know we were doing something every day yeah and I felt like part of me just couldn't enjoy it fully right because I was so tired and unmotivated all the yeah time. but when I do it you meant to get this like a gen- adrenaline rush and I didn't get yeah. that yeah so that's why I know I've still got a, a bit of a way to go yeah and every, every single day we'll have a bit more to go but I think for me like trying to heal the inner child like I do this activity where like I, I visualize my younger self like you can look at photos of when you're a kid and everything and you're you have to remember you're speaking to them yeah. you know what I mean so you being unmotivated is basically if you had an annoying cousin and you, you were you when you were younger and yeah. you wanted to kick the ball and your annoying cousin's like no I can't be bothered that's literally what's happening yeah. and it sounds harsh but like you have to treat yourself take your child away from you and act as if you're speaking to them yeah. and if in in that day you think no my inner child is like begging for something like it wants to go in a field you have to pretend it's your own child or something yeah. and look at it as a kid and go okay, yeah, we'll go and play on the field or we'll read this book or we'll do something silly, you know what I mean? And that visualisation has helped me because otherwise I merge it and it's all just me. Okay, so the next topic I really want to cover with you is religion because I feel like we have very different experiences with it. And obviously I preach religion and everything, but I wasn't religious and then I got into it. So I have kind of both points of view. So I'm not very biased, but I definitely did want guests that can kind of like counteract some of my views or just kind of explain a completely different experience and persona of it. So what is your experiences with religion? So me and you have opposite journeys, literally opposite. You weren't religious and then you found it and you found peace in it. I wasn't religious and I found peace when I came out of it. Right. I mean, I mean, I was religious and I found peace when I came (laughs) out of it. Um, Yeah. So right now, I'm not religious, like, I don't believe in any kind of God or, you know, like, um, but I did love my religion once, yeah. I, like, I, you know, I would literally, I would depend on it so much, even for silly things, I remember being, like, 11, and I lost, like, a 20 pound note or something in Tesco, yeah. and my dad told me to, like, get some food or whatever, and yeah. I was like, 
crap, I've lost this twenty pound. No, I can't find it anywhere. But God, please let me find it. Yeah, yeah. But I, I literally depended on him for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, him or her, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just, I did, I was really invested in my religion at one point. But then my experience with religion changed massively at a certain point, and I just associated it with bad feelings, right. and bad emotions, and negativity, and I don't know, like it was a mix of things. Like it wasn't just. I would. I used to, you know, because obviously it was Islam. I used to read the Quran like every week. I used to do mm. um, Arabic lessons and stuff like that. But then I found myself. I wasn't enjoying it. I was just yeah. doing it because my parents wanted me to do it. Right. Yeah. And I was, I was thinking like, what do I actually want? Like, mm. I get it. You know, if I even me, if I'm for example, if I marry a Christian, and they want our kid to be, you know, brought up in a Christian, going to church, that's fine. But if they say I don't want to go to church one day, mm. don't force it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because everyone can, you know, you need to give them the freedom to make their own choices. And for me, like, I've found so much peace just not having any type of, like, not relying on anyone. Yeah, okay, it's not nice to, like, I did used to do what you do now. I used to think, it's okay, God will handle it. I'll be okay. Yeah. You know, pray. And my mum now, my mum's super religious. My mum's side is all religious. Even my mum says to me, you know, say this more before you start this test. Pray before you do yeah, this test yeah. just so you do well. And she's doing it for me, yeah. but she believes in it, so it's different. Like, it actually means it's something. Nice, yeah. It's nice, yeah. It's nice because it means something to her. But for me, it's kind of like, I want, I, I still haven't had that conversation with my mum yet. I haven't been like to my mum, wow. I don't believe in God. Yeah. I'm so scared to say that. <laughs> I don't think I'll actually ever I say that. I don't think you have to, yeah. I think I'm just going to live my life and she'll she'll know when she knows. Like, I don't practice it. She knows I don't practice yeah. it. She doesn't force me to practice it. Yeah. Like, I think she she's given me more freedom than most mums right, yeah. in our culture would. Right, but yeah, no, my I found peace when I realised I didn't have to abide by anything. I yeah. didn't have to worry, oh, I'm doing this, this is against the rules. I'm a, like I just I'm just a really free person yeah, right now yeah. and I've been that for a while. But if you find peace in religion, I'm rooting for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you said even when you told me I was like, Wait, really? You've like yeah, I remember you believe that. it now and all mm. this stuff. And I was like, you know, at the time I was shocked, now I'm thinking, you know what, I'm so happy for you because if that's what brings you peace and makes your life that little bit less harder to deal with. Mm. Then and that's literally what I preach. Like, my main thing is whatever works for you, works for you. You know what I mean? Like, I can have my opinions on religion and stuff. But, like, like I said before, like, I'm not your perfect Christian. Yeah. I don't go to church, like, you know, here and there. Really don't read the Bible that much. Like, I've got certain certain passages that I'll, like, means a lot. But I literally have never read it back to from. I hardly go to church like I'm, I'm not a proper by the rules Christian if you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and that's why I feel like I can't be too heavy preaching it because I'm a hypocrite in that sense for me it's like so personal and like it is much rather like at the end of the day I just speak to I just speak to God and pray and trust and that brings me peace but I would never force it upon anyone because they might be praying either to a completely different God and it's the same process though so how can I judge you know what I mean like yeah. I can't judge because, well, let's be honest, it's not factual. Do you know what I mean? So if it's if it's my God that I'm picturing or their God that they're picturing, I can't judge because we're doing the same thing that's bringing us peace. And if you don't believe in God and you're doing your own thing that brings you peace, I respect that too because I've been there, done that. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. And I think it's really interesting that you were already religious and now you're not. Yeah. You didn't just go your whole life without even looking into it. Yeah. Um, and I have so many friends that were like that. Like sometimes when you're brought up really religious, you then tend to fall off it a little yeah. bit because you don't get it. Whereas I was the opposite. My parents um, like live by Christian morals. Like my dad's christened and everything. I think my mom's confirmed, but never went to church or anything. Like yeah. so they just said, you know, you choose when you grow up. And I liked that. But 
I think also if I have my own kids now, like I will bring them up a little bit more Christian just because it just takes that weight off. Like when I was younger and I was having all this anxiety and stress because I wasn't religious, I had no one to, and because I didn't really communicate with my family that well and I was having friendship issues, who was I supposed to speak to and get this weight off my shoulders? No one. And then when JC and Elijah and everyone introduced me to religion and I was like, oh my gosh, yes. I can give this to someone else and trust him. And then the more that happened, the more it like yeah. affirmed my faith, like like weird coincidences. And I was like, there's no way this isn't true. Yeah. That's my factual side of it. But again, whatever works for you, like everyone's personal route is different. And I don't think anyone should like have a problem with whatever you decide and choose to do. I think um, if you, for example, I was I, in, I did philosophy, so we learned a lot about Christian Christianity, and yeah. philosophy is about loads of different points of views. And I think that for me, like what I've noticed is, as you get older, you do get more open to things. Yeah. Obviously, I was a teenager, still like being a teenager. I'm still like we're still that you know we're still hormonal and we're still you <laughs> know kind of moody and yeah standoffish. But um, yeah, I just didn't want anything to do with it at, at a certain point and. Now, it's not like I don't want any, I just, I'm doing so well, and I yeah. think I don't want to put anything else on myself, so it's, I think that maybe when I'm older and I have more time to think, and mm. maybe, because maybe it was just, maybe Islam wasn't the right religion for me, or maybe yeah. I just believe in other things. Like I do believe, for example, I believe in karma, strong yeah. karma, like a strong believer in karma. I believe that everything happens for a reason. I just some like a religious point of view might be everything happens for a reason because god made it happen yeah and that is their point of view and i'm like i'm open to i love i like listening to these points of view like you know but i think that for example i celebrate christmas and eid even though i'm not religious (laughs) it's crazy but it's because my dad's side's christian and muslim and my mum's side's muslim right so i do celebrate i celebrate all these religious celebrations and i spend time in religious events but I always that's the thing I think it's just important to respect yeah I love to hear everyone's different opinions on religion and everything and I love it when people try and debate as well because I'm not like a hardcore like no you're wrong this is right like it says it on this page this line some people are like that and I completely get it like I actually find it really nice when people are so passionate about it yeah because it shows that they love and care for it and I love it when someone comes to me with a specific passage because it's like oh you thought about me like you found a line but just me personally I'm just I wouldn't go about it in that way but doesn't mean you can't do it to me or show me how to okay so I feel like we might have to do a part two at some point later on we've got more topics and everything but just some key takeaways from me um mainly my things is about the trauma it's literally about you have to face it head on you've got to find it you can't push it away even if you think you don't have trauma go work with a professional or you know I've got all these activities that I will post about and everything and sit down with it and think about it and it's not linear so like while you're in the midst of it you've got to talk to people and work it all out but after just remember that like it is up and down like it's not just like one day you heal and that's that like it is going to be up and down and that's kind of when you need to know that you're actually healing because when it's all just down you're in the middle of it the up and down is actually the end and it's like a little light at the end of the tunnel and you've got to reach for it you know what I mean as cliche as it sounds don't be don't be the narcissist you don't want anyone, don't want anyone else to be. Don't yeah. <laughs> believe you're always in the right and you've got no problems and your no. opinion is that, you know, the end of it. Yeah. It's like you need to be open and you need to, like you said, you can't, you, anyone can reach out to you. Anyone can be like, okay, you're with therapy, we've got this, we've got this. But if you don't want to get better, 
what's it all for so many topics to talk about like in this podcast or in all my other future or past ones there'll be something that everyone can resonate with and I just like having someone like you that can challenge me a little bit with different opinions or share a different (laughs) experience it's just it means a lot so thank you thank you what the hell (laughs)